This is Untapped Power, insights and wisdom for collective transformation in the yoga community. I'm your host, Amanda Stroni, a registered yoga teacher and financial coach for yoga teachers, healers, and spiritual creatives. This podcast serves as a sacred space with a new way forward to speak the truth about the yoga industry from the perspective of the teachers. Join me for intentional conversations with yoga teachers from around the globe as we navigate the industry and explore the changing path ahead. We will dive into personal challenges, industry improvements, and financial stability. I believe one of the greatest gifts we can give to the world is tapping into all of our personal power so we can collectively raise the vibration together. Are you ready to join the conversation? Now let's dive in. Friday, everyone, and welcome back. I'm always excited to share in this space with you if you're listening on Friday or whenever or wherever you're listening. And this week's episode, um, I asked a question in the title of it, can everyone cultivate a meditation practice? And I'm going to go through why I believe that everyone can and how much transformation really exists in the practice of meditation. And this topic, I think, is important because on many of the episodes, I talk a lot about stillness and the power behind getting still. And I know that the practice of meditation is not an easy one. I know that so many people feel challenged with it and avoid it. So I'm going to be diving into why I believe so truly and deeply that everyone can have a meditation practice. And also, there's not one way to cultivate that practice. I will also be sharing some practices that have worked for me, and most importantly, why I believe meditation and a healthy relationship to stillness is the key factor to achieving lasting happiness in your life, or what we may refer to as success, right? We all want that feeling. So let's start with the obvious. It's hard to get still. It's really challenging. If it weren't so challenging, I do believe more people would be doing it. If it wasn't so uncomfortable to be still, to be by yourself. It's really hard for people to slow down and to bring pause into their lives. And it doesn't help that our culture is designed for movement, for moving quickly and for not slowing down. There's always a way to obtain stimulation. So as a result, when we we choose to slow down, it really requires intention and it will feel different. And I hear so many people say to me when I bring up meditation, I just can't be still. I can't stop my mind from racing. You don't understand. Meditation is not for me. I've tried it. And so in turn, immediately you avoid it, right? You look for every other distraction or every other way to get to the place that meditation would bring you by not doing meditation, And what I will say, I believe fully and completely, is that everyone can have a meditation practice and not everyone is ready to have a meditation practice. So I always tread lightly, giving people time and space to cultivate this practice when they are ready. So remind yourself of that if you don't feel ready in this moment. Know that you can still be listening to this information and maybe you will feel ready in a week or two or a month or a year. Because a meditation practice takes discipline, it takes dedication, it takes intention, and it takes compassion for yourself. We have to desire it for ourselves. And if you or someone else is not ready, then they're not ready. 
It is that simple. Does it mean that you will never be ready or it will never work for you? No. I think what it means is that in this moment, you're simply not ready, right? You're not choosing this for yourself. And the practice I hold for myself is holding space for everyone's path without bringing in my own personal judgment and desires. So just because someone is not ready to have a meditation practice doesn't mean it's not possible for them. And I know we all have different life circumstances, some easier than others. And I honor that completely. And I still believe that wherever you are, whatever is going on for you, there is the possibility and the option to choose into this if you so desire. The most important component for developing a meditation practice is that we find what works for us individually. What do you resonate with? Is it breathing, right? stretching, guided meditations, walks in nature, complete stillness? How, and then how much time do you have to make it consistent? How much time in your day? And so this is a big one because a lot of people will say, I don't have time. You don't understand. I have a lot of things that I'm handling, a lot of things that I'm juggling. And I get that. But I do believe that everyone has two to five minutes every single day to do something to be still. So evaluating where you're using your time is really essential. The only way you're going to be truthful and answer these questions is through your own experience, discovering what resonates with you, not what I tell you to do or what someone else tells you to do, but what resonates with you. And a true test to this is if you're willing to continue with something. I believe oftentimes the reason why we don't continue is because it doesn't work for us and we assume it's the only way to do it because someone else has told us the benefits and how successful it has been for them. But our experience, our own experience matters most. How you feel doing the practice and if you're willing to show up fully and completely to it matters. So there's a big difference and you know the difference between avoiding something because you don't want to do it and avoiding something because it's not the right fit for you. When we find our own way into a meditation practice, it allows for continued consistency. So I want to also say that that doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable. When you experience discomfort in something, it is worth exploring fully. So trying something new once and saying, it's not for me, may or may not be completely true. You may need to try it a few times to really be honest with yourself. You are the only one who will know. So be really clear if something is slightly uncomfortable or if you're doing something because it's really not for you, those are two big differences and I really want to highlight them and that's why I've said it a couple times. I do believe it is finding that place where you feel slight discomfort and you are still willing to continue. Over time, like anything, you're building the muscle and in this case, the muscle is the mind, the brain. So learning what works for you and what doesn't goes beyond the meditation cushion. This approach can stand true to anything we undertake. We must figure out the ways in which we respond. Our uniqueness is our brilliance, and to believe that someone else has an answer for us is simply an illusion. It is a space in which we give our power over to someone else and we lose ourselves. We allow them to tell tell us how we feel or what we should do, And when it doesn't work for us, we feel like a failure. 
I do believe fully with all my being that having a meditation practice and a healthy relationship to stillness is the key factor to achieving lasting happiness in your life. So I'm not saying that having a meditation practice, you will be happy in every moment. We know that that is simply not true. It doesn't exist. Uh, If someone is, maybe they are, I don't know. But for me, I've never had that experience. What I know to be true is that we can have all the things we desire. Money, career, relationship, travel, home, car, and all our needs met. And we can still not be happy. And we know this. So what is that all about? If we can't be at peace with ourselves on the inside, we are always going to suffer. We are wired to think negatively, to want, and to need our thoughts to matter. So learning to be aware of our thoughts and then choosing to change them requires stillness. If we don't slow down, it's challenging to know what we are really thinking. And our subconscious thoughts are running in the background and oftentimes they aren't positive. An exercise I want to encourage you to attempt is to sit down for just two minutes, close your eyes, and notice the thoughts that come into your mind. And write down the first five thoughts, just the first five thoughts, and then decide if they're positive or negative. And do this exercise for a week and see if you notice trends or patterns. Are you having the same thought over and over? Is it positive or is it negative? This is your first step into your own awareness to acknowledge where you are presently and to be aware of your thought patterns. And you could do this exercise as long as you like. I'm recommending a week just because I think it's a easy time frame to get done seven days. See how it feels for you from this space. See if you can be for a moment in the thoughts. Can you, can you observe them without moving to attachment? For example, if I have the thought of I am not successful enough, and that's a reoccurring thought I keep having, I sit down and for example, the thought that comes in is I can't do this. I'm not good at this. My mind is too busy, right? Whatever those thoughts are. Can I stay in observation without moving into, well, what does this mean? Does this mean I'm not good at this? Does this mean I can't do this and everyone else can? Does this mean there's something wrong with me? Stay with the thought and just observe it and let it easefully pass. Eventually it will. Because most of these thoughts are not truth. So the more that we can get away from creating a story around the thought and bring ourselves simply back into the space of the thought is here, can I let it pass by? That is the practice. And I would love to tell you that for me, meditation has gotten easier right in the years that I've continued to do it because it's been quite some time for me and I do longer meditations, but my mind is still busy. So when people tell me their mind is busy and running, I don't believe that they can't do meditation because my mind is busy as well. What I can say is it has become more intentional. I've learned what works for me and what does not. And I've had more awareness to my thoughts. I'm always learning to be in joy in the present moment. It's a learning. Every single day I must practice it. And I do believe this is a lifelong practice and has required me to slow down, to stop creating distractions as a way to avoid myself, and to spend time alone. 
and also reach out for support when I need it. So I invite you to start where you are, to explore, to ask yourself what you need and to hold space for the answers that arrive and to find a way into meditation that works for you, that fully supports you. I am always here for support and I walk this path with you on your journey, wherever you are at. And if you need help getting started, reach out, let me know where your blocks are, where you feel like it's just not working for you. And I've also decided to start a monthly meditation circle, which I'm really excited about. And this is a space to come together collectively and to go through some guided meditation, journal work, and reflection. And so our first session has already happened um, this, this past Monday, and it was wonderful. And so we'll continue on. It will be the third Monday of every month. So on February 21st, we will meet again at 7 Eastern Standard Time. And I'm just looking forward to holding this space for people as a container, but really it's a space for you to show up where you're at and to know that this could be the catalyst to move into your own personal practice, to feel really contained in a group and to know that you can do it on your own. So if this is calling to you, then I invite you in either way. Find the practice that works for you. Thank you for taking the time to listen today to today's episode. It's been a pleasure sharing in my personal practice, the ways in which I've discovered meditation. I love sharing this topic with so many, and I look forward to being back with you again next Friday. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Untapped Power. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. I would love to hear your insights and wisdom. If you are a yoga teacher interested in being a participant on the podcast, please reach out directly. I am always looking for new voices and perspectives. As a financial coach, I work with clients individually who are in the yoga industry and are looking to gain clarity and awareness around your finances. If this is you, then reach out to schedule your free connection call. All information can be found at amandastroni.com. As always, continue to stand confidently in your power, use your voice, and allow your heart to be free. Until next time.